Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. On this episode, we're going to cover this four-game series with the Oakland A's, but we cannot do it without my boy Tom. Tom, how you doing, buddy? Good evening, Rob. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. The Astros did what they what I think they needed to do in Oakland. I tell everybody all the time, sweeps are hard. For them to get a series win, I think that's the goal. It should be the goal. And, and now they set the stage for a very, very intriguing matchup with the Texas Rangers. And we'll get into that right now. Yeah, I mean, it's a little easier to sweep someone in a three-game series, but asking them to do it four times is a little different. So anyway, you always say this little saying, Dusty being Dusty. Which one of these is more Dusty being Dusty? Because there was two weird lineup things in the past two days. Madris batting sixth or Kessinger leading off. To me, I was like, what's going on? Is Dusty just being like too pretty, too fancy? I don't know the word, but because it, it's the Oakland A's. What's, I, don't, I don't get either one of these moves. I don't know what the right word is. For me, it was just awkward. I see these lineups and and I feel like, look, Dusty's earned the right to do things as he sees fit. He's won tons of games. He's he's seen it all, done it all, right? But as a fan, when you see these guys in the lineup, you just go, why? Why are we doing that? I get it. The Oakland A's are, are a very bad team, and you don't have to be whole to beat them. However, you know, when when you're when you're trying to score runs, you're trying to win these games, there's probably easier ways to do it than to lead off with Greg Kessinger or bat blind Madrid in front of a guy like Chaz McCormick, who's been lighting the world on fire for your Astros and, and taking it bats away from these guys to tell me that Dusty's going to give the most at bats at bats, all things being considered to Greg Kessinger in a game. It's just a real head scratcher. So for me, it's that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I mean, they, even during today's game, they showed some kind of a, I don't even want to say the stat, but it's, you know, one of them letters with numbers and pluses and this. And Chaz was like third in the league in July, and he was batting like seventh or something crazy like that. So anyway, let's get to game one, buddy. Astros, A's, J.P. France, what a stud. Bottom of the first, Seth Brown with an RBI double, one to zero A's. Top of the sixth, the King Kyle Tucker, two-run double. Dubon and Pena come in, it's two to one Astros. Top of the ninth inning, Alex Bregman, solo home run, number 14 on the year, 3-1 to one Astros, and that was the final score. Not a lot of offense. Yeah, I think that's going to be a theme in this series as we get through it. The Astros did just enough, and enough uh, being Kyle Tucker and Alex Bregman. I don't know what more you can say about these guys since Jose Altuve and Jordan Alvarez went down. They have really just carried the load. And this is just another example of it. And luckily, that was all they needed. What's funny about my notes is I fit these four games on my notes better than the three games against the Angels. So anyway, J.P. France, seven innings, buddy. Six hits, only one run allowed, one walk and five strikeouts. Picks up the win. He is now five and three with a 3-13 ERA. J.P. France is amazing. I don't know where the Astros would be without J.P. Francis this season, uh, this series too, but this season as a whole. Yeah. I mean, the guy has just came in and been so consistent. Even when he hasn't had his best stuff, he still gave the Astros a chance to win, kept them in every ball game, 
And I, I wonder if he's going to start getting some, maybe some AL uh, rookie of the year consideration, because when you start putting those numbers up there, they're really impressive. Yeah. So it's kind of like, usually when people get called up, they do good and then they regress when they get figured out. But this guy's been a stud ever since. Abreu had a walk and two strikeouts. Presley, a strikeout, no runs allowed, and save number 22. Kyle Tucker, one for four with two RBIs. Alex Bregman, one for four with one RBI. The Astros, three runs on five hits. They were one for five with runners in scoring position, and they left four on base. We go to game two on Friday. It's Framber Day. Top of the first, Kyle Tucker, solo home run. 15th homer of the year, Astros up 1-0. to zero. Top of the third, Alex Bregman, a two-run homer. It's also his 15th homer of the year. Jeremy Pena scores. Astros up 3-0. to zero. Some pretty good offense starting this game. Absolutely. After seeing the game prior, you were kind of worried that maybe Framber wouldn't get the run support, but then Tuck and Bregman go right back to work as they did in the day before and got the team going offensively. And, I I mean, it's going to be tough when we sit down and start talking hardware because both of those guys yeah. are neck and neck for me. Yeah, I actually didn't do hardware, but I, I already have an idea of who's going to get it. So anyway, Diaz, I guess uh, the A's have a couple of Diaz's. We have a Diaz. He had an RBI single that made it 3-1. to one. Kyle Tucker, top of the fifth, a two-run homer. His 16th homer of the year. The Astros cruising 5-1. to one. JP3 comes in to score. Bottom of the fifth, Diaz. This is when Framber kind of got in trouble. He was cruising up to this point. Diaz walked with the bases loaded. The A score made it 5-2. to Ledmus Diaz had a sack fly. That made it 5-3. to three. And then Bleedy? Bleday, I think is how Bleday. they say it. I can't, I can't read my writing. That's what I was telling Tom. I forgot my glasses in the living room. Bleday had a ground out. And that made it five to four. Framber was cruising until then. It just, it seems like there's always one inning, just one inning that he kind of gets in trouble, whether he gets out of it or not. He just always gets in trouble just that one time. Yeah, it was really interesting. Like watching the game, you kind of felt like this was going to be an Astros game where they were going to be able to kind of step on Oakland a little bit, establish dominance. They're up five to one. And then that whole inning just deteriorated really quickly because Framber was unable to throw strikes all of a sudden. He got into some hitters counts, a couple of knocks, a walk here or there. And then they just pieced together, you know, run after run. They started scoring runs on outs and in a blink, it was five to four. And then you started to worry, okay, here we go. Are they going to come back? Are we going to be able to hold on to this one? And uh, it, it was uneasy for a little bit. Yeah, it was five, one, then it was five, four, no running, no scores after that till top of the seventh when Kyle Tucker, Hit a solo home run, and it was home run number 17. And it was Kyle Tucker's third home run of the game, a three-home run game. You don't see that very often. Yeah, it was really interesting. I think that night the the internet or the Twitter or whatever you want to call it took a minute to kind of step back and go, wow, Kyle Tucker is that guy. Uh, I saw tweets where he was the most – underappreciated superstar and i i mean i i gotta agree with him i mean you start looking at the numbers you start looking at the production and he's just not talked about in the same vein as the elites but at the end of the day his numbers are right there yeah they're good framber went five innings six hits and four runs they all came i believe 
in that one inning. Two walks and four strikeouts. He does pick up the win, though. He's eight and six with 2.94 ERA. The bullpen, Maton, Montero, Neris, and Presley allowed nothing. No runs. Presley got the save, and that's save number 23 for Presley. Kyle Tucker, three for four with four RBIs. He had three homers. Pena went two for four, and Alex Bregman, two for four with two RBIs. The Astros had six runs on nine hits, one for one with runners in scoring position. They left four on base. Wasn't a lot of runners in scoring position when you got guys hitting home runs. Yeah, that's the one time where you're okay with whatever that runners in scoring position <laughs> being left is okay when the when the home run count is up there. You're like, all right, maybe I'm not so upset that they leave guys on base because, as we all know, the Astros do like to leave a guy on base from time to time. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, it was Christian Javier who pitched good the outing before, and I kind of to myself or when it, or whoever I said it to, I predicted that he was going to have a pretty good outing, so let's get to it. No runs till the sixth inning when Alex Bregman had a solo home run. That was his 16th home run of the year. Astros up 1-0. to zero. Bottom of the six, Peterson with a two-run double, two-to-one A's. Then they got a home run, made it three to one, and then another home run in the eighth. That made it four to one. That was the final. The Astros just could not score Saturday for Christian Javier. Yeah, tough, tough luck loss for CJ, in my opinion. I really felt like CJ had probably one of his better starts. I know he, he the walk numbers weren't great, but I mean, up until that inning, he had only given up one hit. Uh, where he had the where he had the homer where they they took the lead and you just really felt like CJ was kind of in control. Pitch count was up, but that's normally a CJ thing. Walks were a little concerning, but he was able to navigate them. And the offense just wasn't there on a day where finally it wasn't Tucker Bregman. CJ five and two thirds, one hit and two runs, six walks, five strikeouts, takes the loss seven and two. His ERA is 4.32. Maton, zero innings pitched. He didn't pitch good that game. Two walks and a hit, and they took him out. Stanek, a hit and a run. And then I finally saw the big guy. I'm, you mentioned that he was a big dude, and I was I was imagining like a tall guy that was just big, but this guy looked like a football player. The guy that Rob's referencing is Joel Cunel, I think is how you say his name. He's a reliever. Uh, Dana Brown, somebody that he picked up, and uh, he doesn't miss too many meals, in my opinion. <laughs> he gave up three hits and a run, which was a home run. He lasted a third of an inning. Magic Man came in and finished it off. He, in my opinion, he probably should have been the one that comes in uh, at the beginning. Two thirds of an inning, no hits and no runs. Good job by the Magic Man. Alex Bregman, two for four with an RBI. Uh, Abreu, two for four, and Kyle Tucker, one for four. The Astros, six hits, one run, 0 for 9. And runners in scoring position, and they left nine on base. So the people are on base to get runs in. They just couldn't get them in, buddy. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Like I said, I, I felt like CJ, this is one of the few times in the in, in recent uh, appearances that he'd pitched really well to you know earn the win. I think he's been stuck on 7-1 and one for a long time, and then this time he goes out and gives up one run and takes that loss where normally the Astros score a ton for him. 
All right, before we get to Sunday's game, which we had on the PSF app, let's take a quick break, and we will be right back with more Astros baseball. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc the new year is the perfect time to start building credit scores because when your credit scores increase your opportunities do too like loan approvals and lower interest rates chime makes it easier to keep building your credit with a secured chime credit builder visa credit card you can use Credit Builder everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Chime helps you build your credit score safely by using your own money to make everyday purchases and on-time payments. To apply, just open a Chime checking account with a $200 qualifying direct deposit. And don't stress, there's no annual fee or credit check required to apply and get started. Start building your credit history and finding new opportunities with the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Late payment may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary. All right, we're back. Today's game, like I said, we are on the PSF app. Um, and Hunter Brown was on the mound. He's kind of been struggling lately, but we're going to get to that. I think he did okay. Bottom of the first, Blood A. I have my glasses on now, folks. I went and got them. Home run, one to zero, A's. Top of the fifth, your boy, Yiner Diaz. Home run number 11, one to one. And I want to stop right here because that was with the dusty lineup with, I, I think it was when Kessinger was leading off maybe. For, for whatever reason, he gave Yiner Diaz two days off in a row and had these guys in the lineup, and that is more dusty than anything. But I forgot about that. It's so tough. I mean, we, and I say we, uh, on the PSF app, I think we've done it from time to time here. We've we've pined constantly for Yiner Diaz to get as much playing time as he could because he ha- he's such an offensive weapon. Yes, his, his defensive capabilities or or the studying that Maldi does, the intangibles, aren't there yet. We understand that. But when they're struggling to score runs, I feel like this is a guy you can plug and play. And Yiner almost hit a three-run homer in a pinch hit roll on Saturday to get CJ off the hook. Barely missed it. Tony Kemp makes a great uh, jumping catch up against the wall that would have been out, I believe, in 12 of 30 ballparks. So the power is just there. It's easy power. And then comes right back Sunday and gets the boys on the board to level the scoring at one-to-one. I think I said earlier that like Alex Bregman had 15 homers. I I, I, I I could go back and look, but I'm not going to. 
But Yiner Diaz has played, what, a fourth of the games? Or even less than Alex Bregman? And he has 11. That was 11 home runs. All right, bottom of the sixth, Soderstrom, an RBI single. The A's go up 2-1. to one. Top of the seventh, Jolks walked with the bases loaded, 2-2. Two to two. We should have got more runs there. We go to the ninth inning. Who's the hero of the game? Mauricio Dubon with crushed a home run over, what, left center field. Home run number five, three to two. The Astros, uh, Abreu came in, shut him out. Astros win three to two. Pretty good game. Pretty good comeback. Absolutely. Dubon, not known for his power, but was able to turn on one. Funny story. I'm on the PS app with Rob talking about Doobie pulling the baseball and how he, he, when he was going really good, he should have went to right field. And then immediately after that, what does he do? He pulls it over the fences and basically tells me to shut my mouth and cover. <laughs> it was so, so funny. <laughs> Dubon, he was like, why is he, why is he trying to pull it? He needs to stop doing that crack. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that, that was pretty funny. So the Astros scored three runs on five hits, 0 for 7, with runners in scoring position, and they left nine on base. Did you have something else to add? I, you, I cut you off there. I'm sorry. No, no, not at all. Just uh, glad that he was able to do it because that was that was was looking like extra innings, and we all know the Astros' record in extra innings is horrible. So the fact that they were able to get out in front of Oakland and Abreu shut the door was, was huge, especially going into tomorrow. You didn't want to have one of those long, drawn-out baseball games. Yiner Diaz went two for four today with an RBI. Tucker, Tucker went one for four, and Dubon went one for four. He got that hit in the last inning. Hunter Brown, six innings, six hits, two runs, two walks, and four strikeouts, gave up one homer. Magic Man pitched an inning with no runs. Naris had a hit, a walk, no runs. And he picks up the win. And this is like, I put wow under this stat. Hector Neris is six and two as a relief pitcher. That's amazing. And Abreu, two strikeouts, save number three. This is a big start by Hunter Brown. Hunter Brown's had the last two or three starts that he's went out where the big inning got him. You know, he would give up three runs somewhere, just, just one little crooked number, and his pitch count would get high. And he didn't he didn't get as deep into the game. And that was like, all right, now we gotta go to the bullpen. And it kind of snowballed. Today he was able to get deep into this ball game. Unfortunately, the offense didn't get him enough run support to get him a win, but I felt like he was really, really battling. There was a couple times there was a base loaded, nobody out instance where he was able to get out of that. So where normally he would have that big crooked number, today he didn't have it. And the Astros was able to get a win. All right, so that leads us to handing out some hardware. We got to go with our pitcher of the series first. And I'm going to say this two out of three. We're going to get two out of, well, I don't know. Okay, yeah, I'm going to go two out of three. Let's go <laughs> two out of three. Who do you have for pitcher of the series? For me, I feel like it's JP France. I, I just can't speak enough to how valuable this guy's been how well he's pitched and how much the Astros have needed him. Obviously they've, they've needed everybody. This has been a team uh, season. If you want to call it that, because guys have went down injuries have been the name of the game. JP France was supposed to be in Sugarland. Uh Brandon Belag was supposed to be in Sugarland. I don't think they expected this kind of 
workload for Hunter Brown. I, th- I think that he wasn't supposed to be this guy. He was supposed to be the fifth starter, probably something where, where they skipped him maybe. So for JP France to get this, get the win, to get the series going in the right direction, JP France for me. I also picked JP France. He had a great outing. I don't remember the stats because it's on page one, but it was good. All right, who do you have for position player of the series? This is the tough one. I don't know how it can be tough when you look at the numbers this man put up. I don't know if uh I don't know if the Astros can sign him right now with the way he's playing, but they really need to because I'm not going to like seeing him in any other jersey. Player of the series, Kyle Tucker. I also have Kyle Tucker, and that's why I predicted two out of three. Now, the one I'm not sure about, but I have these four finalists. Hunter Brown, CJ, because bounce back starts. They both did good. Dubon for the game-winning home run, and then Yiner Diaz for having so, to sit out a couple games in a row and then and and providing some power today. I also have those same four finalists. Wow. But I will tell you how I was able to break this down. I wanted to go CJ. I did. But CJ did not earn the win. And we expect a lot of CJ, right? The the, the rose is, is, is unexpected. I feel like the fact that we got a CJ start first, I mean, I would consider this a CJ start first time, long time. We should, we should, it shouldn't be unexpected. Hunter Brown. I, I don't want to say it was unexpected. It was very good. I, I love the Hunter Brown start. I think he battled. I think he did really well, but we've seen this before from Hunter Brown. Hunter Brown is, is capable of this. Um, Dubon, man, the, the, this, the Dubon Yiner thing is where it came down to me <laughs> because I don't know that we'll ever say that we expect Mauricio Dubon to what he's doing. I don't know that we'll ever say it. Every time he does, we're just like, wow. Thank whoever for Mauricio Dubon. I guess James Click, whoever. Whoever went out and got this man, thank him because we would. I don't know where we'd be without him. And then Yiner Diaz. Yiner Diaz, for me... And and I'm I'm biased. I'll be honest. Yeah, that's that's it's my catcher. Yiner Diaz has every reason not to succeed because they just keep sitting him. He goes out, has a game. All right, we're gonna sit you for two games. That would drive my confidence just nuts. I would I would have to you know, the the patient waiting game. Now this guy looks like a great young kid. He comes in, big infectious smile, loves to play the game. You know. I don't see him discouraged much. So maybe that's what, what powers him through. But for me, Yiner Diaz, I, I don't know. I don't know that anybody expected him to hit 11 home runs. Not this, not this far. When you talk about team leaders in home runs, I think he's, I think he's top five. So Yiner Diaz or Rose winner for me. Rose winner. Well, we didn't match. Cause I picked Mauricio Dubon. If it wasn't for his home run in the ninth inning, we possibly could have split with these guys, and that would have been horrible. That would have been a horrible feeling. But it's kind of cool that we both noticed. I mean, the thing about Hunter Brown and and CJ, the reason I thought of those guys, is because they've been pitching bad. They've been struggling. 
and they both pitched really, really well. They came back to expectations. They couldn't meet it, and now they're there. But I just went with Mauricio Dubon. I mean, who expected that guy to – even you didn't because you said he didn't even know how to swing, and he had a home run. So you got to love it. But that was tough. I was I was back and forth on Yiner. Yiner and uh, Mauricio were my top two. So the Astros are 56 and 44. They are three games behind the Texas Rangers at 59 and 41. And that is who they play next. Monday, it is Gray. Is that John Gray? Correct. John Gray, six and five, 331 ERA versus Brandon Belak, another guy we didn't expect to be up here. Five and five with a 3.46 ERA. That is an amazing ERA for Brandon Belak. He probably didn't get run support to be five and five. Tuesday, the Rangers have not announced a starter, but we have JP France, five and three with a 313 ERA. Wednesday is Heaney, six and six with a 4.58 ERA against Framber Valdez, eight and six, 294. And then the Astros are off Thursday. What's your thoughts on this series coming up with the Texas Rangers? I think it's going to be really interesting. The Rangers are reeling. They just they just got through a series loss with the LA Dodgers. They also, for the first time, I feel like they're starting to get the injury bug a little bit. The Astros, that's been their their middle name all season long. And now you're going to see Adolis Garcia is day-to-day. Nathan Eovaldi, who was probably supposed to start where you're at TBD, they're going to skip his start. Corey Seager, he went down with a thumb injury. So this is a team that's not used to having holes that will now have to deal with some holes. I think that 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 start in the middle of the, the Tuesday game is going to be a bullpen game, which will be really interesting. I don't know how well the Astros will do with a bullpen game. I'm hoping they are very patient and run these guys ragged because that'll set them up to be in a great spot against Andrew Haney. John Gray was tough. I think the last time they faced John Gray, he really pitched well. Haney's a guy I think they can get to, so I really feel like this is advantage Astros right now, just on paper. There's also a big guy potentially going back into the Astros lineup. Maybe you've heard of him, number 44, Jordan Alvarez, and I can't tell you how excited I am to see him back playing with the Strohs in the juice box. Well, Dusty says Jordan may return tomorrow. He said the date, but the date is tomorrow. And why wouldn't he? He just played three or four games with the Sugarland Space Cowboys. So pencil them in, folks. Jordan will be back tomorrow. And you know who else is here? Oh, George. Astros UK fans. He made it to Sugarland tonight, and I think he, he threw out the first pitch. Uh, Mushinsky was recalled, and the big boy got sent back to AAA. And then something exciting for me, is Corpus Christi Hooks are in town. And I talked to my boy's mom, and she said that he's probably going to pitch Friday. So that's that's going to be pretty awesome. But I do got to work Saturday morning, and that's a bummer. So let's get to Survivor. Well, b- before you do that, who's your boy? Maybe they don't know who your boy is that plays for the Corpus Christi Hooks. Oh, Rhett Coba. Hey. I, g- I got to get you a ball. <laughs> Looking forward to it. <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of speaking of your boy, Luke caught tonight. He caught Spencer Aragetti. Really? Mm-hmm. So yeah, he did. He didn't play when we were there. 
He played the day before, the two days after, and he did good. He did better than Jordan. I think we already talked about this. I really don't remember. But his new song came out. I downloaded it on iTunes. Dance on it. It's pretty awesome. So if you haven't heard it yet, guys, Larry Luke Berryhill's dad's name, Larry. Luke Berryhill's new single came out, and you're going to be shocked because it's really, really good. Now you ready for Survivor? Now I'm ready for Survivor. Let's do it. Do you know who you need to pick? Do I need to help you out at all? You do because there's not a okay. whole lot of games. I feel like we always do this to ourselves. We put ourselves on the Monday with like seven games and we have like six teams we can choose from. All right. This is going to be tough. So anyway, I am 14. Oh, no. Let's go last week. Here's what we did last time. You pick Kansas City over Detroit and they lost three to zero. So you're now 18 and seven. I picked St. Louis over the Cubs. They won seven to two. I am now 15 and 10. You have a three game lead just like the Rangers do. So I'm going to give you my pick and then I'm going to search for who you picked to see who you have left. I'm going to pick the Washington Nationals. Whoever they're playing is one of the other teams that I have left. And I picked one or the other. And then another team that I have, I don't know. I just picked them. I, I can't explain why. I, I could late earlier, but I didn't write down why I picked them. So well, you're really gambling because according to the schedule, the starter is TBD. <laughs> it's okay. They've won three games in a row. I'm okay with that. I feel like I can choose... I got, I, feel like, I got the paper. I, I'm looking. All right, all right, all right. Okay, who are you thinking about picking? I'll tell you if you took them already. Oof. I am thinking about picking Milwaukee. You have not picked I, Milwaukee. Okay. They're at home. They're playing well. It's a one versus one in the division. Give me Milwaukee over Cincinnati. All right. Well, there you go. You got it. All right. So what I had left, I uh, we already talked about. So it is time for Tom's final thoughts. Ladies and gentlemen, your Astros are 12 games over 500. That is the high watermark for the season. It has been... It has been a tough season for fans, for the Strohs, for everybody. I mean, I don't think anybody saw this kind of season coming when, when spring training was going on. I don't think anybody saw these injuries. I don't think anybody saw the Texas Rangers doing what they're doing. And I'm just really proud of this ball club to be able to next man up, to be able to have guys like J.P. France, Brandon Belak. Yiner Diaz to just come out, you know, Yiner Diaz wasn't on my, my radar coming into the season. We thought it was going to be Corey Lee. Here comes this guy who may be the starting catcher for the Houston Astros down the road. He, he may be that dude now. JP France, he might be a rotational piece. Um, you start talking about where the Astros can go. I feel like this series, if they, if they win this series, you put tons and tons of pressure on Texas. Texas is, has lived really comfortably at the top. You know, they haven't really had to worry about us too much. And now that the Astros are starting to get healthy, 
and they get a chance to to go head on at home with Texas, who's dealing with some injuries, sign me up. I mean, really proud of this ball club. I know we don't always love Dusty's lineups. I know we don't always love some of the moves that are being made. We criticize, and I think that's fair as a fan, you know. You 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 invest in the team, so I think you're allowed to be a little critical. Nobody's you know, nobody's taking it too far, but you know, asking the questions just like I think anybody else would be asked if it was them. So really excited about this Texas series. It's it's going to be good. I think it's going to be even though Texas is a little dinged up. I think they're very capable. So it's going to be tough. I don't I don't. I don't like to predict like you do because I feel like I jinx it. So I won't do it, but I'm ready. I hope, I hope they get it done. I can't predict anything against Texas, but I'll tell you this. The guys are at home. They're going to be pumped knowing that they're down three games to these guys. I like our, I like our pitching matchups and uh, we got Jordan back. I'm, I'm like 99% Jordan is going to be back tomorrow. And that should pump the guys up. It should change the lineup. You should have Mauricio Dubon at, at one. I can't go through the whole lineup, but yeah, I mean, it's just going to look so good. And can you imagine a lineup fully stocked with Yiner Diaz catching? I can't because I feel like that is the most offensive lineup that they can put out. And eventually I feel like we're going to get it. And oh, by the way, Uncle Mike is 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 back to hitting again. So wow. if if you could even imagine imagine even further a lineup with three lefties in it with a guy that's a, a professional hitter batting in the two hole, man, we we've been struggling as, as fans with this Astros team that has had to had to piece it together, MacGyver it with you know bubble gum and paper clips and duct tape. And if they get healthy going into August and September, look out. Can Uncle Mike do another rehab? I don't know how that works. I, I assume either. he can. I assume he can. He's been on he's been on whatever injured list for ever, however long. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's something I'm curious about. But anyway, you did speak about criticizing the lineup. I don't even think I even criticize Dusty Baker's lineup and choices. I just say I disagree with him, but I'm not really criticizing. I, I back, I back dusty. I back the boys. I back them. And, uh, if you guys have been listening this whole time and you probably have Tom and myself have been super positive that the sky's not falling and we're going to be fine. We had all these injuries. We're three games behind a team that paid millions and millions and millions of dollars. And look at the Mets. They spent all of that money, half a billion dollars, and they are going to try to be sellers at the deadline. So be glad that you have the team you have. I'm proud of them just like you, Tom. I totally agree. I mean, it's it's amazing when we start talking about what the team needs at the trade deadline and this and that, and then we talk about the homegrown talent that the Astros have, and I just don't think it gets talked about enough. I think that when the Astros could be out there trying to piece all these other guys together, nah, nah, we'll just use our guys. And they've been really good. <laughs> all right, folks, that's all we have. We got the Rangers coming up. No predictions from either one of us. 
but I'd like to see a win. That would be awesome. I'll take two to one any day. It's hard to sweep people. It's hard to sweep a team that good. Uh, but anyway, that's all we have. We appreciate you so much for tuning in, and we will see you next time on Astros Baseball. <laughs>